0: Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Hey, well, good morning, everyone. We're going to continue together. Uh, It's fantastic to be speaking to you. Uh, My name is Nick Drake. Here, we haven't met, it's fantastic to see you. Oh, please. Um, Hasn't it been amazing seeing all those children up on the stage and then the Lord's Prayer being led from children across our city, like... And then I was standing at the back when we were all standing there with our hands out as the children prayed for us. It it was just so powerful. So uh, thank you for participating so well uh, so far in this gathering. And I'm so excited about what God is doing through us as a community. It's phenomenal what God is doing. Uh, His grace, His mercy, we all know it's not really about us. It's all about Him, isn't it? His goodness, His power. And what can happen when a group of people who would be strangers if it wasn't for Jesus come together and say yes to Jesus? Yes to Jesus, not just for ourselves, but to shape a city, to impact a nation. And that's what we're here to do today, to look at that through the lens of children and young people. Our emerging generations, this is part three of Above and Beyond, so buckle up. It's going to get turbulent It's going to be a great journey, but it's going to be turbulent because we want to hear from the Lord, don't we? We want to be challenged by the Lord and we want to be shaped by his passions and concerns as he looks at what we're doing and his uh, nation here in the UK. So my hope for today that you'd leave with a revelation of the truth of God, you'd leave shaped by the Spirit of God. So maybe come expect and maybe get a note-taking way out in your hand right now. Maybe get some way of having Scripture at hand right now to follow what I'm saying, to make notes. It might just be one thing, but you need to write it down today. If you're watching it online, for you to just write it online. Now, since I'm talking on children and young people, I thought straight away, it gives me an opportunity to talk about Lego again. I love Lego. Any adult fans of Lego in the room? Here we go. There we go. Um, any Jigsaw fans in the room? Nothing to be ashamed of. hesitation there. Luke Hellebronth, am I allowed to be? I'm only 30. Um, it's fun, isn't it? Trying to find pieces and try and put them into what you're doing. We, we have this phrase in our household that I've developed with the kids. When they're trying to find Lego pieces, they're all out on the table. I know they're all there, but they come and say, Dad, Mom, we can't find this little gray piece somewhere. You know, And I realize I've developed this phrase that almost always works. Look away. And look again. Look away and look again. Honestly, it works. You just look at the wall, look at the ceiling, look back at the pieces, and there it is. All the while, it was always there. And that's what we find with children and young people when we open Scripture. At first glance, at first reading, it's a book of superhero adults like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Doing all this cool stuff for God. And often, as kind of, we read it through our individualistic Western mindset, superheroes doing cool things for God. No, no, no. It's the people of God, journeying with God, and children and young people are right there in the midst of it all. From planned worship celebrations, like Ezra and Nehemiah completing the wall in Jerusalem, like after Jericho, when Joshua gathers the people together, they're all there, all ages, right in the midst of it. From planned worship celebrations to crisis prayer meetings. King Jehoshaphat, if you know the story in 2 Chronicles 20, when he faces three armies. And he says, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And again, it looks at first glance like it's all adults doing cool stuff with God. But no, 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 look away and look again. And all the children and young people are present in that great crisis prayer meeting. So I've called this talk from generation to generation. Because that's our task. And there's tremendous value and worth put on children. Look at Jesus and his disciples. I mean, the disciples and Mary were effectively teenagers, right? Look away and look again. And in that moment, one of my favorite passages comes when Jesus in Matthew 18 is with his disciples. And they're wondering, who's the greatest in the kingdom? Like this, this, this kind of theoretical, theological conversation about who's the greatest. And Jesus, what does he do? He looks around and he picks this little child and brings them forward and places them right in the middle. And I imagine him stepping back and not saying anything for a while. The drama, the prophetic statement of who's the greatest in the kingdom of God Children and young people seem to be, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, a model for our faith, a model for our faith, and yet we're tempted in the 21st century. Are we in the 21st century? I lost track. 21st century, the 90s were so good, people. 21st century, we're tempted to think it's the other way around. Mature faith must teach young faith. No, don't no. It's not seems to be the way of Jesus. Not seems to be the way of Jesus. The elevation of children in his day, never mind the Old Testament day, was absolutely radical. Children and women. The elevation, importance to them that Jesus did was absolutely radical. Look away and look again. And this, this elevation of children left its mark on everyone who tried to follow in the way of Jesus the Christians in the first few decades and centuries after him. And in fact, it was a key contribution to the explosion of church growth that Tim spoke about last week in those first few centuries. One commentator, Cynthia Long Westfall, says this. It will appear on the screen. The early church's application of the value and importance of children had an unexpected sociological and demographic impact, particularly as the church grew exponentially. So this affirmation of the worth and value of children played a major role in the church growth as it stood out from surrounding society at the time. So important. The value and worth of children, young people in the kingdom of God. And so here at Gastric, we want to continue that line. We want to continue that line. And we know, and I need to say this, there's so far to go for us. We're just scratching the surface, but we have the intent And we're making actions towards that intent being realized. But there's so much more to do. And I want to say, caveat the rest of this talk, I haven't got all the answers. We haven't got all the answers as a team. But you, we are the answer somehow. With God with us. This is for everyone gets to play. We're all children in the Father's house. Everyone gets to play in this task and exciting calling. And across our locations and our plants at Gastry, we want to be intentional about children and young people being seen and heard and being a core part of our church. Post-pandemic, we've been amazingly blessed with growth in this area. Since September, when we started meeting again, we've had over 200 primary-age children attend Gastry, um, nearly half of which, 45%, have been absolutely brand new. That might be some of you brought your children along. It's amazing. Nearly half brand new. Um, Between September and December, about 90 young people have taken part in our youth activities. And there's a a group of about 70 young people being mentored at the moment in our church by some of you, which is amazing. Amazing. They've just come back, the youth from a weekend away. Over 50 of them attended. We're going to be hearing a bit from them in a moment. And it's been amazing. So have a look at this video now. It just shows you a little glimpse of what's going on in kids, youth, youth and students. So, I've told you about the value that Jesus put on children, and when we look away and we look again, children, young people in Scripture, and we've just seen a snapshot of what's going on already, what we're scratching the surface of in gastric kids, youth, and students, and the Weekend Away just has an example of that, God moving powerfully, so fantastic, thank you for sharing and opening up. But what do we see for our church ahead? What kind of church for these emerging generations do we want to be? And how do you fit in? Well, as I said, I've called this talk from generation to generation. And it comes from a psalm. And this psalm is Psalm 78, verse 4. And this psalm appeared in the very first kind of vision document that the diocese and the bishop here in Birmingham put together with Tim and Rach of what Gas Street was to be. It's there like on, on the corner of one of the pages as like a statement of one of the distinctive callings for Gas Street. And it says this, it will appear on the screen, Psalm 78:4. 4. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders He has done. This passing on concept from generation to generation is right at the core of our DNA and calling as a church here in Birmingham. And it's not just in this one Psalm, Psalm 74, but it's a major theme of the Psalms, the passing on of the real felt experience of life with God that these guys just testified to happening on the weekend away. You see, we, we, again, we get so wrapped up in ourselves, don't we, as adults, like, oh, my experience of God, oh, I need to feel good. No, 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 hang on. Pass it on. Keep passing it on. Like, you've got enough to pass it on. Pass it on. Pass it on. Pass it on. Everyone gets to play. We see it in Scripture. Look away and look again. Eli to Samuel, if you know that story. Naomi to Ruth. If you know that story, Mary to Jesus, Paul to Timothy, from generation to generation, passing on the real, felt, living experience that Jesus is alive. It's not religion we're passing on. It's a person, Jesus, and the person of the Spirit. It's the excitement of going away on a weekend away, and the Holy Spirit meets you. And you know that the, all these stories you were told as a kid, no, they're real. Like Jesus is alive and he's at work. Pass it on. Pass it on from generation to generation. Look away and look again. One of the greatest revelations of God is in Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. We tend to stop there as adults. But no, look away and look again. These commandments I give you today, impress them on your children. Pass it on. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. I.e. infuse it in your everyday life with the next generation. And so this is what we want Gastric to be. We haven't got the specifics of it all yet or some big strategic plan, but we're making a start and we've already made a start. We want Gastric to be this, this kind of incubator of faith. Like with the seas, like a greenhouse where it passes on from generation to generation. And, and children, young people, and students can be white hot in their faith. That our core value that we would be a church that is alive would be passed on and would be found if anyone comes in and talks to any of our young people. They go, oh, your p- young people are alive. Like your children are alive with God. They know their identity. They know their purpose. They know what God is about and that he is good. This is what we want, and this is why our Worship for Everyone gatherings, when we all gather together, are so important, because they're they're like a prophetic statement, a statement of intent, a symbolic picture of this greenhouse, of this incubation of faith, why we kept the children with us just now, and we did that bit together, because this symbolizes the statement of intent, of passing on from generation to generation, of uniting across age-related barriers that society want to separate us So no, 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 we want to do this together. There's something powerful being together, honoring one another, submitting our preferences of styles of worship for one another, uh, you know, getting alongside and joining in the action so that we're championing our children and say, yeah, we'll do this with you. We're with you in this, these symbolic statements of intent. And we do this, it's been amazing, hasn't it, to see in these gatherings of Worship for Everyone, seeing children and young people being released in service of the church and leadership as well. Like seeing them serve on camera teams, seeing them sing in the worship band, seeing them acting out the Bible stories for us, serving on welcome team, welcoming you at the door is to communicate, hey, you are the church You are the church, we're in this together and everyone gets to play. Seeing, I think we've got a picture of Harry when he gave a prophetic word and a few others as well on that last time we gathered all together here as a worship for everyone gathering. It's so powerful having young people prophesy and bring the word of the Lord to us. It's amazing from generation to generation. And we are at an exciting brink of an opportunity Again, research suggests that we, are for the first time, this current generation of children, so 16 and under, are for the first time entirely non-churched rather than unchurched. What this means is they don't have the same cultural understanding or baggage in relation to church and what it means to be a Christian. Like, it's just blank space. Whereas, like, my generation, we had to deal with lots of baggage of what church was or whatever. No, no. So there's an opportunity to press into in this generation. We think it's bad news, but no, it's actually good news. Like, it's start again time. It's build from scratch again time. We don't need to spend ages getting rid of old. No, 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 we start again. We start again with this passing on. And here's one stat that's crucially important. 56% of Christians come to faith before they are 10 years old. And 75% before they're 18. 75% will come to know Jesus before they're 18 yet most of the church focuses so much time and energy on adults 75 percent will come to faith by 18 and this isn't some like kingdom building the earthy kingdom let's build a kingdom let's get loads of people to become christian no. they need to know jesus to know worth and value and to cope with all societies throwing at them to grow in truth and confidence and to become leaders in our world that have integrity this is why it's important not for some small reason, but for some absolutely huge reason, that we care about this. And so how do we play our part? Well, you tend to get motivated by seeing either what's right in front of your eyes or something big that's on the national or global horizon. That's what tends to move us. So that's what I'm going to give you right now in some more stats, okay? <laughs> Go with me. I, I, I hated stats when I was at school. But I've worked hard at researching this. And and there's more of it. We've written this book, Worship for Everyone, me and Becky, and there's more on this if you want to look at it there. But I have to say, things are not looking good for us. Here's here's a first stat. By 2018, here in the UK, the average number of children under 16 who attended church, this is Church of England um, stats, on a Sunday. So the average number of children who attended church on a Sunday had dropped below 100,000 for the first time ever. A new stage has been reached. Bear in mind, how many people are there in the country? Is it 67 million or something? So like 100,000 children, that's all, attend church on a Sunday in 2018. By 2019, a year later, it dropped to 89,700 attend church. We have to pause. This is a crisis like, it's, it, that, that's, a, that's a crisis on the screen behind you. It's, it's, de- salar- it's decreasing at twice the rate of adult attendance, ch- ch- children attendance at church in the UK, decreasing at twice the rate of adult attendance. In Birmingham, here in Birmingham, the second biggest city in the UK, the best city in the UK. <laughs> hey! That's just to wake you up at the back. Yeah. And the youngest city in Europe, demographically, in 2019, only 11 children attended each church in the Church of England on average. Now, that's an average. That's like a mean, for those who are interested in mean, medium, and moods. <laughs> but here's where it's important, because gastric will affect the mean, but not the medium. Is that right? Someone tell me? No? Move on. <laughs> Something like that, right? Because we have like 100. So, 11 children per church, on average, in Birmingham, no, no, no. Do you see what I'm saying? It's way lower than that. Now, then, the pandemic comes. And I only just got these stats last night, and I was trying to read them on my phone. So, bear with them. They're not going to appear on the screen. But I'm afraid it gets worse. Obviously, the pandemic accelerated these problems. So, this is then for 2020. So, the shift from 2019 to 2020 in Birmingham... In 2019, that 11 per average means in total of 1,700 children. 1,700, that's all, go to church in Birmingham. By 2020, 300. 300. And the churches who filled in the survey were asked to include those who watch online. 300. In our city, go to church in 2020. We haven't got 2021 yet. I hope it will be a bit better. But still, this is absolutely shocking. And nationally for 2020, the Sunday child attendance fell by 74% in the nation of the UK for children and young people. That's classes under 16. So we are in an absolute crisis. Look away and look again at the challenge that we're facing. We, though, here's the hope. We want to be a church that puts a mark in the ground, says, not in our generation, is this going to happen, right? We are going to be a church that says, no, this isn't going to be the way. We are not going to stop passing on from generation to generation the goodness of God for children and young people. And the church isn't dead because Jesus isn't dead. Jesus is alive. And there is hope. But he needs hands and feet. He needs us. And you tend to think, well, what could I do? Or the temptation to come, oh, I'm not in a family. Like, this, This is a family thing. No, no, no. This is the big family of God. This is our watch. This is our generation to serve the purposes of God in our generation. And to change these stats has to be one of the major things that we step into. In whatever small way you and I can, and we as a church can, we must Do what we can to reverse these kind of stats here in Birmingham and beyond. I remember this verse being a key one for me, 1 Timothy 4.12. You might know this, comes on the screen. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. We want to be a church that never looks down on young people. Never looks down on releasing them in leadership. What happened in only a generation ago, my generation, we need to release. And as a church, we need to say yes to children and young people having a major, major role in our church and what we're about here in Birmingham. We know there's lots more to do. We want to put more energy, resource, investment into children and young people. We want to raise together a community of young worshipping disciples through Gastric Kids, who Worship for Everyone Together here, through youth and through the amazing work that Tim Muller's doing in students. We want to continue to pursue and deepen missional connections through our toddler Stay and Play, through Kids Club that's been amazing to see, through family days like the Pancake Party that happened recently, um, through our relationships with local schools we want to create assembly packages we want to write songs to them we want to do all we can to create new highways for the spirit of God in our city in children and young people we're going to hear more next week on our missional capacity here at Gastry into some more of these things we see huge potential for us and what we could do not only for Birmingham but we're getting that growing sense of beyond as well through our online, through our resources, through all of you, what we can do as a church to impact the nation and to help resource other churches and schools and homes and families. Again, we haven't got all the answers, but I could tell you it's very exciting what we could step into if everyone comes to play. If everyone comes to play. So to end, what can you do to play your part? Well, first of all, Pray. First of all, pray. Again, the temptation can be, how could we do this? How can we change these statistics? Well, as Tim spoke on last week, Luke uses this phrase in Acts for church growth, the hand of the Lord was on them. And that reminder that this is not by might nor by strength, but by the power of the Lord. And so we activate that by prayer. So this week, could you add into your prayers one thing to do with the emerging generation. You decide. Maybe, maybe it's a family on your street. like You see them every day, and you're just going to pray for that family every day this week. Maybe it's a school you want to name in the city. It might be a school you're connected with. It might just be one you drive past or you've heard of. Or you, maybe you, you just Google schools in Birmingham. Pick one. right? If, you know, just pick a school and cover it in prayer this week in our city. Maybe it's for our Gas kids, youth, and students. You, you're going to pick one of those groups, and you're just going to pray this week every day for the children and young people in those groups that they will encounter and come alive in their faith. Whatever it is, just add it in. This week, pray, pray. Secondly, serve, serve. You, you know this message, so I don't need to linger it, but basically how could you join a team, get involved further into Gas Maybe you're here for the first time, you're like, should I plug into this? Well, yes, plug into this. Maybe watch online, like, how can I get more involved? Come along to the online Zoom later to figure out how you can get more involved. Serve, join a team, step in, pass it on from generation to generation, our kids' team, our youth team, our students' team. Thirdly, can I invite you to encourage children, young people, and students, like, if you only ever come to the morning service, why don't you come along to the evening where so many students and young people are, and just like when it's pre time, like leap up, start praying for them, like come along, just try and get, get relationships, have conversations, offer to mentor, like tell them what you do in your life, tell them what you're struggling with, and let, like just connect. Um, when we do a worship for everyone gathering, all in here, don't think, oh, it's not for me, I don't have kids, no, turn up, show up, join in, say, no, I'm with this. No matter what my preferences of worship, I'm going to join in. Even if I feel slightly uncomfortable doing these actions, I'm going to do them. Just to say yes to children and young people here with us. And finally, give. And again, I don't need to linger on this because Rachel spoke earlier. And we're going to have a moment next week to invest. But things do cost money to do, right? We all know that. And so we see so much potential But we need, like putting it really simply, we need more money to do what we know we could do, to make the impact we know we could do collectively as a church in this area of emerging gen. I don't want to linger it, but the church historically has always given so much more to adults' ministry than when children are present and what children get. And we want to play our part in changing that narrative and giving them the very best in excellence and skill that adults get so can you contribute in some way to that and as i end as the, if, if the band want to come up and uh, some of the young people are going to help us in our prayers now as we end but let us be a church i want to re- rehearse this scripture again psalm eight four, that tells the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the lord his power and the wonders he has done and if you agree with that, I'm going to count down three, two, one. And I just want you to all declare and shout a great amen. As a symbolic yes to this, God, we want to do that. Is that right? Or you just shout a great amen, all right? Three, two, one, amen. amen. So, Lord, let's stand together. And if the young people want to come up, we're going to help lead us. Lord, we say yes to you, God, this calling to pass on from generation to generation the wonders that you have done. And just in your own way, just before the youth come to lead us further, why don't you just have a moment just to say your own yes in your heart. You might want to close your eyes. Just say, yes, Lord, here here am I, send me. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you, God, and I want to play my part in this. So just have a moment to make that prayer your, your own. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gasstreet.org or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.